And so one of the things I had, one of the problems I had being a stay-at-home dad was just not feeling like I was doing enough. Like I had to get out and farm something or build something or in addition to taking care of the kids. And that's actually a, a kind of a male thing I've noticed with the, the men that I talk to, that's the real gap for them is that, you know, like, I think I'm supposed to be doing something else right. <laughs> you know, in addition yeah. to taking care of the kids. And so um, I really started homeschooling as sort of a therapy for me and also as a sort of a pre- preventative measure for my kids uh, based on what I was seeing in the public school system. Sure. And so, you know, it was a one year at a time thing back then. Uh, there was a conviction for us to do it, but there was definitely, you know, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out because I was a, I'm a guy and okay. I could see right away I was going to be lonely in this job. Right? Yeah. But every year it got a little better and I mean, I wouldn't do it any other way now. So. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, And mostly, we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. All right, everybody. So today I have uh, Rob James with us and uh, he is the homeschooling dad, which is a little bit different, I know, but you go by the circus dad on Instagram, right, Rob? Yeah, circus dad. Circus dad, which I totally get that. So I just wanted to kind of talk to Rob today and get him to explain what he's doing, how it feels different to be a homeschool dad. I know, but I think a lot of our audience doesn't maybe necessarily know about homeschooling as a dad or hasn't even kind of thought about that concept. I think with COVID and everything we've got going now, Rob, it's more people are thinking, hey, you know, maybe I, maybe I should get involved with my kids or take it on completely. So I think, you know, to start with, why don't you kind of just give us a quick intro of how you got started being the circus dad? Yeah. So this is our 10th year homeschooling now this year. Before that, I was a stay-at-home dad and I did both. And I was still, we had some kids in preschool and, and I was still teaching. So formerly I was a public school, high school English teacher. And then when we moved to Idaho, we're currently Texas. We moved all over the place, but we live in Texas now. But when we moved to Idaho, the state there is very open to homeschooling, and it's not kind of a fringe oddity. Lots of people do it. And I really dislike teaching. (laughs) I mean, I really dislike teaching. And uh, I didn't want to relicense, but it's hard for me not to feel productive. And so one of the things I had, one of the problems I had being a stay-at-home dad was just not feeling like I was doing enough. Like I had to get out and farm something or build something or in addition to taking care of the kids. And that's actually a, a kind of a male thing I've noticed with the, the men that I talk to. That's the real gap for them is that, you know, like, I think I'm supposed to be doing something else right. <laughs> you know, in addition yeah. to taking care of the kids. And so um, I really started homeschooling as sort of a therapy for me. And also as a sort of a preventative measure for my kids uh, based on what I was seeing in the public school system. Sure. And so, you know, it was a one year at a time thing back then. Uh, There was a conviction for us to do it, but there was definitely, you know, I I wasn't sure how it was going to work out because I was a, I'm a guy 
and okay. I could see right away I was going to be lonely in this job. Right? Yeah. But every year it got a little better, and I mean, I wouldn't do it any other way now. So. Sure. Yeah. So what are some things, I guess, that you, as a dad, I know like when I show up and you've kind of, I've heard you talk about this, like if you show up at a homeschooling event, like we had one earlier today and my wife, we both work from home, but she was like, yeah, I'm going, you can come, but you'll be the only guy there. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to skip this one, but yeah. um, what, what have been some ways that you found to kind of like overcome that? Or are you just kind of getting more comfortable with being just the dude with a whole bunch of other moms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Those opportunities don't present themselves very often. So here's when they do. The years that we've been part of co-ops, that's always been hard for me because, you know, I want to find community just like everybody else wants to find their community. There just aren't a lot of dads in this per- particular profession. Right. And so, you know, it's, there's usually a little bit of discomfort there because you know, the moms will always have like, you know, a movie night and then they'll go out and get drinks after or whatever it is that they're doing. Right. Yeah. And then they have to remind me, you, you can't go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like everyone else but you. <laughs> so you'll need to stay here. And that's okay. I don't know that I would go anyway because it would just seem kind of, it would seem a little weird. But right. knowing that that sort of glass barrier is there. Like yeah. I'm doing all the stuff, right? I'm teaching the classes, and <laughs> but but I just can't be part of the actual community, which you really do have to develop sort of a thick skin, yeah. I think, for that. And just understand that this is the way it is. Yeah. And find your community elsewhere, which is what I've had to kind of do. So where, what kind of community have you found elsewhere? So outside of the homeschooling world? Is that what you're right. saying? Right. Yeah. I don't do a lot in the community. I do. I'm active on the internet, right? Yeah. On social media. And I've actually, I think I told this story in this video. I met a friend of mine off of Facebook. And now I want to say it was, we were in Idaho. It was like five years ago or so. And I have this kind of trepidation. Like I want to go up and talk to this lady. And there's somebody I converse with regularly when issues would pop up and we always kind of click. And I said, Hey, I'm going to say hi. I knew her from her profile picture. Right. Yeah. And so I got, I kind of thought, okay, this is weird. I got the kids in the cart and I'm always thinking like as a husband, you know, what's the right thing to do as a husband. So, but I finally just went up and said hi. And, and she looked at me and she goes, that's weird because I really thought you were a woman. <laughs> and it didn't occur to me because you know, a lot of times, especially on Christian pages, like the husbands and wives will post together and right. they'll say, yeah, Robin Jane Smith or whatever like that. And so she always just assumed I was just another, homeschool mom (laughs) yeah if there was any way to really encapsulate kind of the weirdness that comes along with being uh, a male in this job that was it for me yeah (laughs) i found community through my church okay and um i do kind of a it started as sort of an impromptu ministry where i was helping guys who were uh stay-at-home dads okay and i found that you know and it was hard to find them because they won't you know men won't reach out Right. The same way uh, that women do. And I know this, I don't know if we can say this stuff anymore, but I think that's still pretty universal, right? Yeah. And we're still pretty quiet and we'll still kind of keep to ourselves. And if we're doing this job, we're just kind of punish ourselves by not um, getting out there and finding a way to connect with other men. And yeah. I kept finding all these guys that were legitimately depressed, right? That were staying home and it was becoming 
a punishment for them. And that's the way that, you know, when we communicate, especially the men who are first year dads with infants, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys really struggle. Oh, yeah. And women do too. But really, there was a unique struggle, I think, for men because they really were having a hard time figuring out how they connected in this piece, right? Right. There are a lot of physical things that we can't do with the infant. Right. The mother would. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. it's already weird. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's where I found it. And it's, I've really, you know, met a lot of people this way uh, and uh, found a lot of connection. So kind of more like away from the homeschool, but kind of looking at more like for somebody else out there in the same kind of position looking maybe for like stay at home dads groups would be somewhere. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I think a lot, I think for men, I've kind of realized that men for a little while, especially when you start staying home, your identity is wrapped up in your occupation. So when you like pull that occupation away, all of a sudden men are kind of like, what's my value? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a challenging spot to be in for sure. But yeah. So what kind of bringing it back to homeschooling, what kind of homeschooling do you do now? Do you have like a particular style? Yeah. We've kind of made it up as we go. (laughs) Yeah. Really tried hard not to, I think I fell into the same probably pitfalls that most homeschool parents do. I spent way too much time in the beginning researching curriculum Mm -hmm. and I knew I didn't want to just buy something out of the box yeah, because I had that teacher in me and I thought, well, I can construct anything that they need to do. But then I would fall into the trap, right, of, well, what's the best math curriculum? <laughs> and right. on Facebook or something. And then it turned into weeks of just, you know, him hawing around trying to decide what the right direction would be. So, but it, it took me a year or so to kind of get over that. And now um, we're pretty eclectic. I don't really have a label for you, but um, we're eclectic. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Some things that are not at all traditional. You know, we, I've talked about this. I think I did a scheduling thing on your We That's, That was going to be my next question. Yes. I'd love for you to kind of explain what you do for our listeners as far as kind of your scheduling, because I think that's a little bit unique. Yeah. yeah. It, this one kind of leads into the other here. So we, uh, we school seven days a week. And when I say that, though, it's, it's difficult because it sounds like a punishment, like we're a cult or something. <laughs> it's really not. It just means that I don't devote too much time every day, mm-hmm. but I like to feel a flow. And when they were little, I noticed that, you know, they didn't really notice the difference between working on math and playing a video game, right? It was right. just a thing that they did. And so uh, over the years, we're just like, wow, it's Sunday. And they're like, I think I'm going to get an English lesson done or something, you know, reading or something like that. I was like, okay, that's fine. And I would catch myself. I was like, I don't know, we're we supposed to do that? <laughs> Is it okay to actually school on Sunday or whatever? Right. And my wife's like, why not? Just do it all the time. Yeah. And okay, that makes sense. And so now we just kind of make it part of a, a learning cycle. And, you know, for my wife and I, it's like, well, we read all the time. And we're trying to, like, let's say, that's so now my wife's learning German, for example. And so she does this on her own seven days a week. And so, you know, why can't they? Right. And there's no rule that says you, other than the teachers unions, you can't be there more than five days a week. Right. That's really all there is to that. So, yeah. So we go seven days a week, 365, except that we take lots of breaks. Yeah. And I have no trepidation. You know, we are in shooting sports here. So we have a range day, usually on Mondays. Oh, fun. So okay. they don't really do anything. We'll go out to the range and practice something. And then they uh, don't really start until three or so. Yeah. If they well, it, and I mean, shooting is homeschooling too. So, you know, I mean, like, yeah, that's sure. what I kind of tell people is it's all, we homestead. So all of it, you know, we have chores and learning how to deal with animals and animals dying and animals being right. born you know, all of that. 
is homeschool. And I think, you know, when you can kind of release yourself from that, you know, overall feeling of it has to be like sitting down at a table, homeschooling, you know, people, there's kind of more freedom in it. Uh, we do something very similar with ours. I kind of look at homeschooling as like entrepreneurship, you know, like we're both, my wife and I both uh, work on a business together just out of the house and except we take Saturdays off completely. But other than that, you know, we're working all the time. So, yeah. yeah. That's a great way. I never thought of that. That's a great way to put it, though, because really this is your, you know, that, and I know this, I don't want to go too far off, but uh, back to kind of what we talked about in the beginning, you know, one of the things I would tell men who are having sort of a crisis or a depression is that especially if you look at it from a faith perspective, you know, God doesn't care what you do. He cares that you do it well. Right. And put you invest yourself into it. So what it is, is just something that we've sort of constructed in our own mind. You know, I have to go out and build a road or something. Right. You, you can actually just teach your kids. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Do it really well. And, and so I like that idea about it being an entrepreneurial experience because that's really what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I tell people like, ultimately, if we can raise really good human beings and put them out there into the world, that like our goal of homeschool, that's our major goal of homeschooling. Like right. we've accomplished the end goal of, we're putting another great human being into the earth. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that is it. It is exactly the goal for us. If we had any goal at the end of this, when they're 18 and they're shuffling off to whatever it is they're, they're going to do. Right. Is, I want them to know right from wrong. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I want them to not be indoctrinated into some particular position. Right. Uh, for that later, but just while they're in my home. Right. Yeah. You know, we'll take care of that. For yeah. Them. <laughs> what words of wisdom can you share for homeschoolers for less confident homeschoolers but I feel like that's it really you know is just I don't know do you have anything else to add to that or yeah um for me it's and it's changed a little bit since I've seen so many crisis schoolers kind of popping up mm -hmm. asking for advice and and I know that there's now there's kind of debate out there is it crisis schooling or is it homeschooling it's whatever they're all home Right. And for me, it's really just to take a deep breath and not feel like you have to do too much. Yeah. Um, we've taken, and that's something that, you know, I really learned teaching in the public school system was when you're shuffling through, for me, it would be, you know, 120 students a day in English classes. Wow. Um, schedules matter, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got four and one can yeah. barely read. So, I mean, it's your time is com on a completely different scale than what you probably learned when you were going to school yourself. Yeah. And um, we've taken entire, an entire year off at one point yeah. and all my kids are doing just fine. I mean, you, they will be okay. Right. This yeah. time off and did nothing but read. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Or even just sit outside and stare at the sky. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That'd exactly. be great. Yeah. <laughs> Their world will open up in ways they never would have known possible sitting in the brick and mortar, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And then lastly, what's one little thing that you make part of your homeschool routine that you think helps make the family the happiest or helps make you the happiest? Well, not overdoing it. That's not really a routine, I guess, but it is a routine for me to remember not to stretch days too long. Yeah. Uh, my two middle children are boys. And I treat them like boys and they are prototypical boys. They need to get up. They need to move around. They need to get out. So if there's any one thing that I do, I think we do pretty well now. It's that we spend our mornings centered around each other. 
And so we do devotionals, we read. Uh, my kids are almost, well, my 15-year-old still does read aloud with us in the morning. And so we do those little things to center ourselves. But then um, throughout the day, each one of their learning times is, is pretty custom. Nice. Uh, so my boys don't work for more than about 45 minutes at a time before yeah. they go out and dig a ditch. <laughs> and then they come, <laughs> metaphorical ditch. Right. And then they come back in, right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that time in the morning for us has been the, really the big thing because it signals to them that it's about time to start learning. Yeah. And uh, it signals to me that I need to kind of focus too. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It sounds very, very similar to how our homeschool operates too. I think that morning piece really helps kind of structure the whole day. Well, Rob, I feel like we could talk for hours, but <laughs> I think I'm going to cut it off here. I really appreciate your time. Everybody, you can check out Rob at the Circus Dad on Instagram. Rob, is there anywhere else people should go to connect with you? And Sure. Circus Dad, the Circus Dad on Instagram. Uh, CircusDad.com is the blog website, okay. uh, blog address. Um, and it's also Circus Dad on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Thank you. Yeah.